Well, we have a very, very special guest here at Go I O Go podcast, Mr. Kevin McKinney, the Senior Associate Athletic Director for External Operations at the UW Athletic Department. But most notably, and probably everyone else knows him, as the uh, voice behind the voice of the Cowboys, uh, Dave Walsh. So uh, welcome, Kevin. Well, uh, thank you for inviting me, Jeff. It's a pleasure to talk with you. I was looking over a lot of your bios and various information, and I got to thinking about all that time you've spent in Wyoming, and I wanted to spend some time letting people know uh, that you're just not a fly-by-night guy there at the University of Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, um, I've been here a while, Jeff. I actually came to Wyoming in 1967 to go to school, and I worked with Bill Young in the sports information department as an intern. And so I did that for four years, and, and then I've been here since May 1 of 1972 as a full-time employee. But uh, this this summer, I find out that I actually got credit for those uh, intern days, nine months a year, of course, during the school year that I worked here. So I've actually officially, according to the HR, been here 47 years. Goodness gracious. So I, didn't, I, I know, I didn't know that, and uh, I certainly don't get credit for those years, but uh, you you are uh, at a place for a while, and you're going, my goodness, I can't believe. Uh, when you really enjoy it, it goes by fast. Well, I tell you what, you you have to be one of the most longing, longest-serving employees at UW, if not well, the uh, longest. I, I was at that point uh, in the summer. I think they... We're telling me that somebody's been here like 42 years, but um, I, I was the longest guy, which is hard to believe. Well, I tell you, that is something. Well, you know, from my perspective, now uh, I've known you for a long time. Uh, I went to high school with your with your sister Kathleen. Right. We graduated in '72, so uh, we went over there in '72. You were there. You were already starting to work uh, at UW. Uh, then I had one of those kind of college careers that kind of morphed into finishing in 1979, and I left in 79 eventually, and you were still there. And then I went off and joined the <laughs> Army and had a family and whatever and retired, and you're still there. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I, 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 would... I, I know. I know. And I have more people, Jeff, tell me that, uh, boy, I've been listening to you since I was a little kid, and I'm quite. I know. I, that's what happens when you're around a long time. Well, you must like the job, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I do. And I, I love the university, of course. I love the state of Wyoming. It's my home state. But I, I really have enjoyed working here. And, and uh, as I've always said, it actually beats work, really. I mean, it's not really work to uh, see games and, and uh, interact with uh, student-athletes and young people that they really do keep you young and, and keep you thinking young and, and so that's that's um, uh, just a very rewarding experience in itself but uh, just being around athletics for all these years it was my passion and still is my passion and so I've been very very fortunate well now I understand uh, that uh, you kind of owe owe this career to your father in some respects Oh yeah, I, I do. You know, and my dad was uh, worked at uh, KFBC Radio Television back in the day when it was a combined operation, and 
he um, was the engineer, the radio guy that got uh, Larry Berleffi, who was really our first real voice, and he was the voice for many, many years of Cowboy Athletics, but my dad was his engineer, so I got to come to all the games anyway uh, because I'd come over with my dad, and so I was, I was really lucky uh, to be around the, the players and the, and, the, uh, and the coaches as a young guy, and uh, when it came time for, for college, uh, Larry Berleffi, who I'd known for a long time, actually talked to Bill Young about um, me being an intern there in, in sports information and one thing led to another and Bill said, yeah, I could use one. And so I started as a freshman, worked there all four years of my in my college days and, and uh, just kept going. But I think that my dad and, and his passion for Wyoming athletics and uh, his um, interaction with so many people over here through his job as an engineer, um, that that really got me going. And, and uh, yeah, so I owe him everything on that one. And uh, I miss him because we'd talk after every game and, and go over what happened with the Cowboys. And, and so I don't get to do that anymore. But uh, he was the man. Oh, he was. He was. Uh, we've known him for a long time. Our families have been in the same church, and he was a heck of a guy. Well, you know, yeah, your your uh, time there uh, uh, is another amazing thing because you know we talk uh, on the on the message boards now, you know, and all the stuff that we have going on these days, and a lot of us old timers will bring up uh, things like the Black Fourteen and the various coaches that we've hired and fired over the years, and you've seen all of that. It's amazing. Yeah. It is uh, how your career spans so many uh, major events, and certainly that one that you mentioned is one of the most major. But uh, aside from the games and the championships and the bowls, and you have things that you experience like the Black 14 or like our, our cross-country student-athletes you know, getting killed in that car wreck, uh, things that are just um, history changers and, and uh uh, so so difficult to to uh, handle and, and realize that they're happening. But uh, in the main, it's been you know great great games and great performances and great individuals. And, uh, you just end up knowing a lot of people, Jeff. And, and uh, uh, then one day you look back and say, "Holy cow! I've been here all this time. I, I can't imagine how many games I've watched, how many coaches I've worked with." how many media folks I've worked with. Um, and that's here around our leagues. I've been in several leagues since I started here. And um, it goes by when you enjoy it. And, and the next thing you know, you're, you're scratching your head saying, how on earth could I have been around that long? But uh, <laughs> that's the fact of the matter. So. Well, uh, now this is an unfair question, and I know you get asked this all the time. But you always ask who your favorite athlete is. I'm going to ask you a different one. Who is your favorite coach of all the sports in Wyoming? Do you have one? Oh, I, I would say um, I, I've just had some great individuals, and uh, probably my favorite would be Paul Roach because of the whole circumstance surrounding how he became head coach, how the success he had. Uh, did two jobs. Nobody's ever done that before here. 
and at his age, uh, he was a remarkable, is a remarkable guy to this day. But it was so remarkable that he uh, took over the head coaching reins at 58 years old. Uh, that's when most coaches are starting to think about hanging it up. And he would have had his first head coaching job. But then to do the athletic director job at the same time at that age, uh, just incredible. And, and so he's one of my most unforgettable characters, I would say. Um, not only a delightful human being and a down-to-earth guy who fit Wyoming so well, but he was highly successful. Oh, you know, yeah. He had a ton of games and uh, uh, just all of it. Uh, the the uh, the kids questioning whether a 58 year old guy could could help them as, as a head coach, and then to actually realize what a great coach he was, and what great schemes he had, and to see the kids uh, evolve with him, and and uh, and be as successful as they were was, was just phenomenal. And I will never forget those days. Uh, that was. We'd, we'd, uh, we wouldn't sit down to meet with him as athletic director until after practice. So <laughs> I would have to go home and eat, come back, it'd be 7 o'clock at night that we'd be going through things that uh, as he wore his athletic director hat. And uh, he was just, uh, his energy was incredible, and, and he was a nonstop guy. Had to be to have those two jobs. They're the two biggest jobs in the athletic department. Sure. And uh, we, we were just, uh, we always marveled at, at how he was and, and uh, how enthusiastic he was and how successful he was. Well, from uh, from that point now, you you, you speak of uh, Coach uh, Roach. Uh, he's kind of like the last golden era of Wyoming football. And then shortly after him, we had uh, 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 Tiller, uh, Coach Tiller, and then uh, I think we went to Dana Dimmel. And since then, Correct. since this turn of the century, uh, Wyoming football has been struggling. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that uh, we might just have the guy now. Well, that, you certainly hold that, Jeff. Every time you, you hire somebody, you want you want that to be. But uh, it has been uh, sporadically we've been okay, but it, it's been a, a long, dry spell, really. And, uh, and Dana was really the last successful head coach that we had and uh so each time you make the hire you're hoping that this is the the one this is the guy that's and and that's what you you're uh studying and and uh, research and everything on coaches tells you that he should be successful and uh, uh you know you look at like dave christensen dave was uh, the uh, coach, the assistant coach of the year, yeah. the year prior to being hired here, and then everybody raved on what a great hire it was, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Uh, sometimes you, you hire somebody, and uh, it turns out to be far greater than your expectations. Sometimes it's less, but um, I, I think that we all feel in Craig Bowl we have uh, a guy who fits Wyoming who uh, respects Wyoming and respects what it has been able to do in the past, respects its tradition. Um, and, and I really appreciate that, having been here a long time. I know you do and many of our fans do. That um, Somebody that understands our tradition and understands our history and uh, understands how good this program has been 
And if you understand that, then you believe that it can be good again. And I think that's that's um, very, very important, and I believe that Craig is, is on board for that. Oh, I, I certainly believe those too. And then if you look at the roster, uh, I kind of think of Wyoming as coaches you, because if you go down through the roster of men who've stood on that sideline, you know, he's starting off with Bowden Wyatt, Phil Dickens, uh, uh, Devaney, Bob Devaney, and then you go on down, uh, Fred Akers. Uh, uh, we even had, uh, oh, God. Um, Pat Dye. Pat Dye, that was yeah. the one I was trying to go for. I mean, my goodness, and yeah. they all went on to huge success and bigger programs. So uh, we, we've we certainly had the coaches here, that's for sure. Well, you know, and, and that's uh, sometimes uh, it's it's been tough on on our fans, uh, especially uh, a guy like Erickson or Pat, uh, who were here one year. Mm-hmm. Fred was here two years. Uh, Devaney was here five years. But they were all great coaches. And I think the way you look at it, Jeff, and you're hiring people, you, you say, well, uh, don't know how long he's going to be here, but... Uh, hopefully he'll he'll change the culture of the program, turn the program around during the time he's here, so that the next guy can build from that. And so you really can't hire somebody looking at it that well he may only be here a year or two. Uh, you plan on them being here for a while, and and uh, long enough certainly to to get the program in the right direction and and uh, going forward. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. And in Fred's case, uh, I, I know that he got Wyoming turned around with a remarkable year in, in '76, and uh, who, who comes calling? But Texas. Yeah. Well, it's going to be really hard, difficult to turn that down. Oh yeah. Let, let's face it. And, and I know we're provincial and we love Wyoming, but uh, if you're a, a, a coach and Texas calls you or Auburn. Um, you're going to go. Oh, heck and, yes. And, you know, but I understand the, the fan base gets upset with that. Well, yeah, I, I understand that too. And now, it, it's been my suspicion, and of course this is unsubstantiated and uh, it's probably just in my head, but I uh, I always had the impression that, that, uh, that, that Akers may have had kind of a Coach and waiting situation going there, and it was um, that uh, um, uh, Royal, uh, the Texas coach, retired a little bit earlier than they thought. Now that's that's my thinking. I'm probably way off base, but uh, it uh, well, he was going to go to Texas there's some anyway. Fact to that, yeah, there's some fact to that. I think Fred very definitely felt like uh, he needed to go out. Now he had to be successful. He had to win some games, but I, I'm pretty sure he felt that he could go out. And uh, do a job, and then they would call him to to return because he was Royals' top assistant when he was at Texas. So uh, I, I think that that's probably more fact than fiction. And whether Daryl Royal uh, hung it up a little prematurely, I'm not sure about that. But uh, I think Fred was probably destined to go back to Texas at some point when Royal stepped down, and, and so he did go back, and he was very successful there. Well, I'm going to change gears on you a little bit here because, you know, we've been kind of football-centric here. Uh, but you've not only been involved with football, but you've been uh, the voice or the, the, the man, the color man for Wyoming basketball since 1974. You've been doing that longer than you have football. Is that right? 
That is correct. I, I actually uh, had no plans, Jeff, to go into radio by any means. I was the information director, but uh, it, I was asked by one of the broadcasters, it was Gene Benson, um, if if I could help him on the road games. You know, I, I didn't have hardly any help when I was here early on, and so I, I couldn't do anything like that at home, but... You know, I was traveling with the team, and so I was sitting there uh, doing things during the game that I could probably do radio with him, and and so I did so, and uh, that's how it got started way back when, and then I ended up with uh, Larry uh, Berlesi for for a few years, but uh, it, it began just on the road games uh, because that's where I had the time to do it, and then as things evolved. Um, I was able to do it at home uh, because we got more help and, and uh, added more positions. So uh, I, at the time, I was I would have been just as happy being the sports information director and and uh, and c- continuing with that. But uh, I got into it and, and kept doing it each and every year. And uh, even though it was on the road for a while, I was I was doing the games and I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed working with those guys, Benson and Berlesi. And uh, you know, it just kept kept going. And, and then it got to the point where um, the athletic director said, you know, you need to start doing this at home. And, and so we worked that out. And then uh, here we are, all these years later, still still doing it. But I. I enjoy it. I, I have a lot of fun with it. I enjoy uh, working with Dave immensely, of course. Uh, so he's the consummate professional. And, and oh, yes, so, he is. Uh, it, it's been great, Jeff. I've really enjoyed it. Well, now, how did it come about that you started with football? I mean, it was 74 for basketball, but you started uh, uh, being the color man in 1998. Well, it came with uh, Lee Moon. Uh, he, he said, I, uh, I'm wondering why you're only doing basketball and not doing both. And, and so uh, he said, I, I really want you to do the football as well. And so I, I said, well, let's see what we can line up with with the people to do game day stuff from, from uh, sports information. And so uh, Tim Harkins was my assistant. And, um, you know, he, he was able to really lend a huge hand in uh, freeing me up to do that. And, and so... Um, he got going then and still going. Well, yeah, and Tim's still here too. Yeah, he is. And uh, oh, yeah. I want to I want to say that um, with our new venture here with this podcast, uh, you guys at the University of Wyoming, uh, and Mr. Harkins, yourself, and the others have just been super uh, uh, helpful to me. And I'm mean, just a I'm just a guy with a tape recorder and a, and a mixing board and uh, trying something out. So you've been really really helpful, and I appreciate that. Well, uh, we're happy to do it, you know that, Jeff, and, and we're especially happy to do it with people who have the passion that you do for Wyoming. We're uh, always happy to help anybody, but it makes it even uh, more special when you're, when you're working with somebody that has so much passion for it, and that's what you have. Well, thank you. Well, one last thing here before we leave. Uh, here we are in 2016, after all these years, and uh, you mentioned about not having the help and everything. The athletic department is a whole different sort of thing nowadays than it was when you came on in 1972. Well, there's no question about it. And and the first thing is, Jeff, we did not have women's athletics. There were no cowgirls. Um, and that, that came about like a, a year after I started or uh, full time. 
And uh, that was a huge, uh, a huge advancement for Wyoming, for the country, actually. But it was, uh, it was something that was long overdue. And but it was difficult to get it started. We we added like six sports out of, out of the blue. You needed budget for that. You needed coaches. You need personnel to to work with with those sports. And it, it was uh, quite an undertaking at the time. Um, thank goodness for Title IX because that's what drove it. But um, it, it was it was very interesting to to see it evolve and and uh, you know being on the ground floor of it. I'm, very proud to where where uh, college uh, women's athletics is now. It's it's become a, uh, a as big a part of the department as anybody else, and that, that's the way it should have been all along. But uh, it it was very interesting to be on the ground floor and and uh, in its infancy, see how it how it uh, grew and and uh, you know it's it's um, I, I think about all the young ladies that have been through this program mm-hmm. and all the sports. And think about uh, many, many more than that never got the opportunity. And that's just uh, so sad and so unfortunate. But thank goodness that all the, the, the cowgirls that we've known through the years, they did get the opportunity. And, and uh, uh, I know they're appreciative of it. And I know that uh, uh, the, the cowgirls that play now are extremely appreciative of those pioneering days. Well, I remember it as a student. I too had the chance to work uh, one one year at, uh, as a student assistant there at, at Sports Information, and my first assignment was uh, my first account, I guess, if you want to call it, was the women's field hockey team, and that was that was totally radical. But you know, I I really enjoyed that. That was uh, that was like you said, it was a pioneering thing, but it was really nice. Well, and you know, the opportunity to work with these young people is just. Uh... Uh, such a blessing because it's amazing how, how they're the cream of the crop of their high schools uh, where they came from. Uh, they, they've got so much going for them. And, uh, they're just, they, they amaze me. They really do, Jeff. They, and whether it's cowgirls or cowboys, they, they uh, put in all this time practicing and watching tape. And then they're expected to go to school and have a better GPA than the, the, the regular campus, which they do. Oh, yeah. And you're going, these these kids are phenomenal that they are able to manage all this and still be very good in school as well. It's uh, it's something. I have a ton of respect for them uh, to to do this and, and, and uh, perform in front of a lot of people and perform well and, and uh uh, then go to school when uh, they're obviously tired from road trips or whatever. They're really amazing. I, I, I'm very impressed by them and always have been through the years. Oh, boy, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Now, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to put your color commentator hat on. And, uh, you know, we we had the Nebraska game. We know about the meltdown, so I'm not going to go through any of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, it was just one of those things, I guess. Um, but but it was encouraging. Uh, so what do you th- what are you looking at uh, now with the team with uh, uh, University of California Davis? Uh, what are you thinking about that? Well, I, I think that uh, number one, we don't know anything about them, and so if you don't know anything about somebody, you tend not to respect them. But I think 
they are a very solid program in all sports across the board. They're they're very good, and uh, we just haven't heard of them. And uh, they, it's a very beautiful part of of this country. It's a tremendous veterinary school. Uh, they have a lot going for them, and they've been very good at football. And so, uh, Wyoming's in the position, Jeff, that uh, we don't look past anybody. We've got to take them as they come along, and then uh, we have a lot to. Um, change and fix from last week, from last uh, from the fourth quarter last week, which they're they're doing. It's going to be very important for Josh uh, Allen to come back and uh, have a good game and, and shake that one off. It's not easy to do, but he's going to have to do that. And the Cowboys are going to have to uh, get some get some turnovers from from Davis, uh, and they're going to, and win the game. This is. Uh, a big game, not only because it's the next game, but the Cowboys have to bounce back from that fourth quarter. That uh, nobody wants to have that happen, and it leaves a very bad taste in your mouth. So this game Saturday couldn't get here soon enough for those kids. They they uh, want to get back on the field and and demonstrate that they're more like the first game than they are the second. And really, the first three quarters were like they played against Northern Illinois. Uh, but that meltdown, as you called it, is, is something that uh, uh, you, you want to get out of your mind, put it behind you, learn from it, and move on. And, and hopefully, the Cowboys can do that. But this will be a, a tougher game than, than people are going to than people expect. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. These guys have a really good quarterback. They have a very good running back. They um, have, have some gimmick defense that uh, will cause some problems. And uh, the Cowboys have to be on their game to win. Oh, I tell you, the, there's two words, uh, Cal Poly, uh, North Dakota. I mean, you know, those are teams I mean, that maybe. It happens, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we've uh, we put this we put twenty six minutes down, so we may have to do a two parter here. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's great. I, I love it, and uh, okay. I hope you can, uh, hope you can get a chance uh, down the line. Maybe we can talk again. A- anytime, Jeff. You just let me know. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, have a good day, and uh, good luck this uh, Saturday against the Aggies. Let's go, Cowboys! All right. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to get the recorder here.